Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sex Queens. I'm Jules. And I'm Maggie. Keeping you on top so you stay hot. Hey everyone, welcome back to Sex Queens. Thanks for tuning in. Today we are talking about how to keep it sexy in the bedroom. Yes, hi everyone. Welcome back. Hope you're having a good ending of your summer. Yeah, that's true. Today's the first day of fall. <gasps> womp womp. Yep, officially. So it's switched over. And since we're in Chicago, it's very relevant because we know it's going to switch over very soon. Um so I feel I, like it, summer did like barely even happened though with everything going on. That too. And then also like with the weather flipping over, I feel like it's very like important to get the last bits of being outside. Totally. So I hope everyone's enjoying that. Awesome. And so today we are, ta- I totally interrupted you. <laughs> today we were talking about um, how to keep it sexy in your bedroom. So little like tips, tricks, and rules that you should try to follow to keep your bedroom a place that you not only want to sleep, but also get naughty, get freaky naughty. Yes, that the bedroom should be for both. And that's what I get for getting taking a sip of my drink because now I can't talk and I got interrupted. Wow, so drunk. You're so drunk. So drunk after one sip. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, but I thought that this would be a fun and simple topic. And actually, shout out to two of my friends who are fans of ours. Um, to Julia and Luis, because I actually had conversations about both about this topic with both of them separately in one week. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like, it is something that we should talk about. It's light, but it's something that I think gets forgotten easily. Um, and me and my friend were talking about it. And we're like the idea that like a bedroom, at least I've always thought this should be mainly for like sleep and sex. And that's like such an old school thought. Nowadays, I know, but I really do think that there's something to that. If you're using the bedroom for more of a relaxation space and only a place to have sex and relax and not think about anything else, it can lead to a much more effective sex life than it being invaded with a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, it's an interesting um, like topic, I guess, to think about because when you brought it up to me, I thought about my own bedroom and how I really just don't put a lot of effort into it. And it's true. I mean, when you go into a certain room, it can just easily put you in that vibe or like that mood to kind of want to get sexy or at the very least relax and be more likely to be able to like get in the mood as opposed to just, oh, look, a surface that we can have sex on. So, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, a surface. (laughs) A surface. Hey, look, a surface. Which sometimes that's fun too, like impromptu kitchen sex. That can be cool. But no, you want your bedroom to be... Your, your little sanctuary, like the place that you go to where you relax and want to read a book or you want to get freaky naughty. And we're going to, I'm saying freaky naughty a lot today. I don't usually say that. But you are. I know. Um, but it's it's like the place where, you know, you want to get it on. Yes, that's very interesting right. choice. Well, like, yes, and also just like, again, back to basics. Usually the bedroom is the place that's associated with sex, like, right? 
obviously you can have sex anywhere in the house, but it's always been known as like the bedroom is the place where people go and share alone time. <laughs> also on the flip side, I mean, if there's, there's like few things more unsexy than going to someone's house for the first time and you're about to like have sex with them and then you walk in their bedroom and it's just like the biggest disappointment. I don't know. To me that immediately puts me like, you know, takes the mood away. You know, you know what I mean? Like if you walk into someone's room and they just have like the mattress on the floor with no mattress cover and you're like, Oh, that looks great. (laughs) You know, and their clothes are all over the floor. It's like, I feel like your room should be a reflection of who you are. So how you like to have sex or how you like to relax or whatever it is should be reflected in your room. So if I come over and I'm going to have sex with you, then it's like if your room's super messy and there's no effort and, you know, you don't have a bed frame and all that stuff, it's kind of like, well, makes me think of that's how the sex is going to be, even if it has nothing to do with how the sex is going to be, you know, but it like makes it kind of creates a mood around it, I feel like. Right, because we're very visual beings in general, humans are. So if you're coming into a space like that, I feel like you just basically listed off a bunch of the things that I would think in my head as two don'ts and definitely have been in those scenarios or situations where you go by somebody's place and you're like, oh, this is terrible. Like exactly what you're just saying, where you're like, what what is wrong with the you? Like it's dirty. It's messy. It doesn't look right. appealing at all. Cat <laughs> hair everywhere. <laughs> and you're like, you know, you're having somebody over. Even if you don't know, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, keep your bedroom more tidy. Because even if you're surprised and have somebody over, don't be that yeah, surprised. Like, so yeah, surprise sex. You never know. Surprise. surprise. Yeah, Wait, remember, <laughs> this is a throwback, but remember that episode when we said imminent, like when sex is imminent? <laughs> this is the same thing. You never know. Sex could be around any corner. <laughs> if sex is imminent, then you want a clean room. My point is always be prepared if sex is just wandering down the hallway and might just walk in. It might just wander right into your your apartment. And you don't want to be caught there with your pants <laughs> off, literally. Well, you do, but not on the, not with your underwear thrown on the floor. You want your pants to be off, but neatly folded. Yeah. In the dresser. If somebody else <laughs> didn't throw them on the floor for you, they don't exactly. want there. <laughs> your guests can throw them on the floor for you, but you don't want to throw them on the floor. Oh. <laughs> did you hear that? That was perfect for the background. Yes, I did hear that. And I'm looking at him with very angry eyes. That was a little um, shout out from IT Help Desk. Thank you. Thanks, IT Help Desk, for doing the one thing I asked you to do. But hey, you know what? That was actually, it went along with the theme. If you wanted into somebody's bedrooms, you would make that noise maybe if you were like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, that, well, yeah, that would be the bad noise. Unless you were making that during sex. But you don't want to make that noise when you first walk into someone's room. Right? right. And you just go, oh. <laughs> Let's hope not. So that's another don't um, related to bedrooms. When you walk into somebody's bedroom, <laughs> your reaction shouldn't be, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you don't want that. That's not the sound you want, at least not for the first uh, few minutes. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so what are some other things that you can do to make your bedroom more sexy, Aggie? So, I mean, again, go, I'm like choking. I can't drink today. <clears throat> um, Sorry. <laughs> So I was like I was saying I with us being visual I feel like some of the main things about having a relaxing bedroom or inviting bedroom is making sure that number one how you just said is that it's clean I feel like that's one of the simplest things and one of the most basic things that people can do is keeping it tidy 
Um, in general, I feel like with bedrooms, um, minimalistic is best. Not that everybody has to be a minimalist, but I feel like in the bedroom, the less distractions that you have, the more focused you can be on the actual bedroom itself. Um, and then, yeah, like, well, I mean, like, so there's not a lot of clutter and not a lot of stuff that's like interfering with like your actual time in the bedroom like you know so it's like the the, because usually in a bedroom a bed is the focal point not like let's say a million I don't know posters or like a million trinkets or something like that I feel like that type of stuff is distracting and then I mean everybody has their own style so it's not as if I'd be like oh this is how you should interior decorated but I also think that in order for when we're talking about being sexy and in the mood and relaxed it'd be like setting up the bedroom to have more of a sleek and like calm feel so like I know I was reading articles about stuff like that where it's like oh you know some people like to put in like bright colors and stuff like that but when it comes to the bedroom it really does help like it's like your eye might really want to see a bright color for a few minutes but it doesn't want to see it in the long run in that type of way like especially if you're trying to relax or get in a mood um so I was reading how like grays and like blues and shades of like violet things like that are usually the ones that are recommended for a bedroom in general gets you more into that relaxation state versus it being, you know, cause you're, you're still planning to sleep there and be relaxed. So like those types of things or making sure that you have good curtains. That's important for sex. Okay. <laughs> or depending on where you are, like whether it's for privacy or whether it's just that you're trying to block the light out or whatever it is. That's one of the tips I was reading. I was like, yeah, that's a good point. You should have good curtains or even like blackout shades things like that i think it's also like what puts you because color is a really important one just in Mm self-expression and like whatever excites you but also relaxes you at the same time like something that really speaks to who you are you know like some people really like dark pink which other people might not like so it's kind of like whatever you would feel the most confident showing someone else is like this is a reflection of me right and then all but then also like it's like it is more of like for everybody it'd be like like neutral right like if you're not I don't know so I guess like part of it could be like part of how you are but then also remembering that um neutral and more calmer colors in the bedroom are usually the ones that are more whether we know it or not like whatever like inside of our brains we like it more or we're more relaxed yeah and if you do like if you do like bright colors maybe like an accent right rather than having like the whole bedroom be super bright or like having more of like let's say like um, the bedding or like some kind of decoration be the pop but like make but having the wall colors still be lighter that sounds very interior designy but again just the fact that it's like our brains <laughs> do like those softer colors when it comes to relaxation and if you're, you're aiming no longer for a sex podcast we are an interior design podcast now <laughs> we just switched over i just decided <laughs> no <laughs> just moving on to other aesthetics um number one very important thing about keeping your bedroom sexy and the main focus is making sure that your bed is comfortable and that you have nice sheets on it. Nice sheets, nice comforter, whatever it is. But having somebody slide into some nice thread sheets or silky sheets is going to be way better than something that's not not looking so hot. <laughs> so clean yeah, texture and, yeah, and like cozy sheets are always a plus in the sexiness department. Cozy, yeah, but not like not too cozy because I've seen some bed sheets where they're just like, straight fur you know the the comforter is just straight fur on top and I feel Um, like now that looks like it'd be warm and cozy and maybe something you want to take out when it's like the middle of winter at night you probably won't want to have sex on that so it's like I think you should have 
sheets maybe have like two different comforters like you know one i don't know for sex and one not because yeah totally like the silk sheets are that light kind of cottony thread like yeah like, like i was gonna say like, yeah cottony or yeah. like yeah mm-hmm. yeah that stuff feels really good and like it's breathable so because if you think about it like if you're having sex yeah in the sheets you know you're gonna already create a lot of heat and a lot of friction so you don't want something that already traps and heats like felt or um what's that like really fuzzy material? I forget what that's called, but, but like really thick, fuzzy material that traps in heat. I don't know. Oh, no, we're <laughs> not doing good with the interior designing anymore, but, right? but basically making sure, yeah, that it's not like uncomfortable or not breathable. And then also not old or like scratchy or something like that. Or, or like, and again, just basically just clean too. Yeah. Texture is a big, <laughs> texture is a big thing. I mean, if, if you want, if you don't want to rub your body up against it, someone else probably won't either. Right. So, so like something like that, that makes it more inviting. Right. And then that flips over to also like temperature, like making sure that a bedroom's temperature is comfortable, especially if you're trying to keep it sexy, you don't probably don't want it too hot. Don't want it too cold. Cause like, let's say if you're going to be like, you know, obviously you're getting naked. If you're massaging each other, you want to be uncomfortable where you're freezing, but you also don't want to be all hot cause you're going to get sweaty anyway, since you're having sex. So like a also nice, a good point. Like nice temperature, comfortable like, control. Yes, especially for sex, temperature control. I feel like is very big on sex. Um, also, I think like temperature toward the bed, especially like if you don't have like I don't have an air conditioner mm-hmm. in my room, so I have to make sure that the fan is pointed toward the bed. And so, like if you're having sex with someone, same kind of deal. You know, you're going to be rolling around. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> And creating all that body heat. So you want like, you know, that coolness. So make sure there's like a fan pointed toward the bed or near the bed or something like that. Right. Um, open or a window open. Fans yeah. in rooms can be very sexy if you need it, especially after a good session. It's useful to have a fan. You could both. It's fun to get like a little bit sweaty, but then when it gets too sweaty, it's like not cute. Yeah, <laughs> in my you, opinion. You get hot. It gets too slippery. And then, you know, there something goes up the butt that you didn't intend. And then, you know, it's, it's all downhill. Oh, my. <laughs> I didn't know those, that could be in our uh, sex and accidents episode. Maybe you have a share. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so temperature control for sure. And keeping it a little bit cooler. I wouldn't say too cool, but like a little bit cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, other things for keeping it ses- sexy or pleasing in terms of just the bedroom in general. Another thing that I read a lot about and I think of myself is sense. Like just how we said of textures and visuals, sense is a big thing. So making sure your bedroom is smelling nice. Um, again, that's also, I feel like very individual and unique to people. So at the very least, like making it smell fresh, like fresh air or whatever, but like for, for people who do like it, like I know I'm one of those people who does like it, like having like candles or some type of scented lotion or some type of um, incense or something on hand I think that that does add to the mood like certain smells help with feeling either aroused or just how how the room is going to feel now some people don't like flowers or don't like scents like you know because they're allergic to it and that's I think that that's like a case-by-case basis but I think for a lot of situations things like nice scents and candles and having that in the bedroom can add to the sexiness level in like a very simple way and something that's thrifty and not expensive like you know a candle is expensive so adding that is just a nice touch if you're planning to have sex in a bedroom so there's um these like what do you call them they're sort of like little air humidifier purifier things that you can add essential oils to mm-hmm. and then it gives off it not only makes the air really nice and um moist but i hate that word moist but i couldn't think of another word 
<laughs> and you can add the essential oils to it. And then it like gives it a really nice kind of calming smell. And actually a few of those essential oils and those scents have that aphrodisiac kind of quality to them. So like pumpkin is one, which is perfect for fall. Try it out. Let us know. Um, <laughs> lavender is, I know, another big one. Lavender yeah. is also really good for relaxation. So if you tend to get like nervous in the bedroom or you get nervous around sex in general or it's a first date or whatever it is, uh, lavender can be a really good one for you because it has a calming effect, but also a stimulant in that like because it, it awakens your senses. And then um, vanilla, cinnamon, peppermint, and ginger are also known as aphrodisiac scents. Um, I didn't know the cinnamon and I didn't know the ginger one. Those were the two that I kind of was like, well, actually pumpkin, I was also not really expecting. Like, I don't really think of pumpkin as an aphrodisiac, but then it said that there was this study that found the scent of pumpkin pie mixed with lavender increased blood flow to those regions by 40% when sniffed. Oh, that's interesting. I've never heard that either. Right? I wonder I if everybody is um, hornier on Thanksgiving then and doesn't, <laughs> and doesn't know why. Right. <laughs> because of all the pumpkin. <laughs> I don't know that you're around family, so that might get weird. Well, I'm just saying, like, maybe you're just, like, more aroused again, and then nobody knows why. They're sitting around, and they're like, why am I aroused? I'm not even interested right now. Right? But. Yeah, vanilla is one as well. Um, it's been shown to increase arousal by 9% in men. And then strawberry is kind of on the fence because they were saying how if they told someone that it was arousing before they smelled it, then they would, you know, report getting aroused, but then also like, other fruit had that effect. So maybe it's just like a fruity smell. Right. Maybe fruity. I was going to say, or maybe something like, I know that I, I could understand like vanilla and the lavender too. Pumpkin's interesting, but it, it makes sense. Cause it's like kind of, I don't know, cozy, inviting. Maybe that's, maybe that's the magic behind the pumpkin spice latte. Maybe, maybe that's why people become obsessed with it because they're aroused and dug in, don't know it. They're like, I feel right. great right now. And they don't realize they're actually aroused. It's because their right. genitals are lighting up and they're like, why do I feel so good? Starbucks has it all figured out. It's the pumpkin spice latte. They just put, made everybody horny and they don't know that they're horny, but they know that they want another pumpkin spice latte. I know. Everyone's like, I love fall. Right. Give me more. But you don't know what we want more of is actually sex. So pretty genius. You're pretty, welcome. Pretty genius. Like, just figured out for you and Starbucks is going to shut us down. <laughs> right. Or sponsor us. <laughs> Either Please. One. The more lattes you have, the hornier you'll be. And then it just keeps, can keep going first full circle. <laughs> sponsor us. Pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> for, for all your um, sexual arousal needs. Um, yeah. Smell is a big one. Yes. Yeah, so that one is like, I think again, something that's easy to think think of or not I mean easy to forget about but something that's like to be conscious of like again if you're going to be having sex in there making sure that your bedroom smells nice inviting and like fresh whatever that is to you whether it is like flowery scents or whether it's just again clean or like laundry or whatever it is just making it clear that your bedroom is not having some weird smells or you left food out or like you know stuff like that but I don't know whatever oh, I, like, I think of these bad scenarios even though it's not necessarily something that I'm I was around much but I always think of like some college dorm or something and I'm like that's what I right I, I do I do think of like my yeah like my college years for sure when I'm thinking of these bad stories yeah like, exactly yeah <laughs> yeah for sure or like the the apartment that they would share with like four other people yeah yeah uh, like, but yeah, smell, yeah. smell I'd say for me personally is a really big one smell and like you know obviously visually how it looks but um I think touch is a big one too but we kind of, you know, we touched on that when we talked about like the texture of your bed and. 
you yeah. know, how you would want to roll around in it and have it make sure it's like a cool texture. But then um, also, I think going back to the visual thing, having like pictures in your room, that's fine. But make sure that they're not like, you know, you, it's kind of the cliche of the movie where they have like the picture of the mom on the dress on the nightstand, you know, and then they have to like turn around the picture when they have sex because the they don't want their mom looking at them. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like that where it's like if you have pictures and you have stuff visually in your room, like art or whatever it is on your walls, make sure it's strategically placed. So when you are doing the dirty, you're not like looking at, you know, your family reunion photo. Right. And like, again, that goes back to, I think, that idea of like neutrality and like visual in general, because again, everybody has different tastes. So it's like, I feel like everybody can decorate stuff as they want. But I feel like in the bedroom, it's a place to, for ideal sexuality, right? Like, the, like if you're already like living with a partner and you know you like the same things, you could have stuff in there together, right? But if you're like having sex or like you have new sexual partners, you never know what they're going to like. So I always feel like it's safest to have a bedroom be more neutral and clean. Like something that I picture is like, you know, somebody who like likes some kind of collectible item or is like really into action figures or something. That's like something that pops into head into my head yeah. and I'm like don't keep that in your bedroom keep it somewhere outside because not everybody would necessarily like it and it could be distracting like if there's too much visual distraction it's another way that you can't relax or get into the mood so in terms of again optimal mood I would say less visual clutter because it helps you not have to focus on anything else as cool as your x-men figurine collection that are all still in the boxes are <laughs> Your sexual partner might not want to look at them. Right. It might be <laughs> just a thought. Yeah, it might be distracting. Again, like that's cool. You could have like some corner of it somewhere, right? In your house, just not in the bedroom. Like all that type yeah. of stuff, just not in the bedroom. The other thing about visual that's big, um, that I read of and I also think of myself a lot is lighting. Like being able to make sure that you have some type of way of controlling what lighting. So whether, that's a good point. Like for myself, I know that I have like a different lamp or like like different tastes to be able to make it darker, but not so dark that you can't see. Cause I feel like during sex, there's definitely that like in between lighting that you want. Cause you want it to be soft and relaxing, not overbearing and overpowering. So it's like, whether you have a dimmer or you have a different lamp, that's like not as invasive or some other way that it's just not either super, super dark or super bright. Cause neither is great for sex. <laughs> and you can actually buy a dimmer that just like plugs right in the wall. That's what I did at my old apartment. Um, so it's not like the super complicated electrical wiring. You yeah. can just buy something that plugs into the wall. And it's not uh and half of these things like I was reading because I was reading some articles about when they were just talking about like bedroom and making it sexier. It's like it doesn't mean they have to break the bank for it. Just some of these things to think of that are like simple, small things. Yeah, and I th I think that's that's a really good point because some of the things we're saying may not be within your financial means right. or like you might, you know, live with roommates and you might not have another place in the house that's really your own. So, you know, there's always going to be um, an adjustment there in that way. So, like, for example, if you like I mentioned earlier in the episode, you know, if you don't have a bed frame, which is, you know, I mean, most people do have bed frames. And I would recommend that if it's within your financial means to have a bed frame, just because presentable wise, it looks better. It's also just better for your back, things like that. But if for some reason it's not within your financial means to have a bed frame, that's fine. You can still make it look visually pleasing and like calming. You just have to kind of probably have a little bit more effort into like making sure you have nice sheets or making sure that like the floor is clean. Um, and then another big one actually that I thought of is making sure that like the space around your bed is also a little more open. So sometimes people like to shove their bed in like corners 
um, which isn't typically actually recommended for really good energy flow within the room. And then like also sexually, it, they've shown in a few studies that it does affect the amount of sex that you're having if your bed's up into the corner as opposed to like on the wall at the headboard or like has open space around it on on three sides. Um, they're actually shown to like have less sex if it's kind of in the corner. I think it's because you just sort of feel claustrophobic and it doesn't really have an inviting space to like, you know, spread out and try different positions and things like that. So I found that to be pretty interesting and something that's pretty manageable for most people. Yeah. And then that would make sense too with the idea of like open space, um, like making sure that that having that like that if it's possible that your bed is like not fully in a corner or like, you know, having some moving space around it, because definitely for sex, you want to feel like you have some space, whether there's for positions or just in general for like comfort. If there's a little bit of wiggle room, I feel like that would lead to better sex or just the comfort of it. I was going to say it sort of was like the five senses I feel like we're going through. Like we did yeah. sight, <laughs> smell, touch, <laughs> Touch. So here's the other one, because I was going to mention this. So let me just touch on it. <laughs> Think about if you want some music in the room and if there's a good way for you to play it, like whether there's like a speaker or like there's like a list that you have for the bedroom of songs that you like that get you in the mood and then being able to play it in the background, because that's can sometimes be great. Um, so it's another thing to think of. And again, a very simple thing, right? It's just something to have set up and be like, oh, you can play background music if you'd like. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Have like a go to playlist. But make sure it has more than like 100 songs so that it doesn't just play the same songs because <laughs> you're going to get sick of it. But um, yeah, make a playlist ahead of time so then you don't have to stress about like, oh, what do I play? What, you know, Spotify station do I put on? Just have it ready to go. And then you can either buy a Bluetooth speaker to hook up to your phone if you don't have a laptop. Or if you have a laptop, you can play it from there. There's like a ton of different things, I feel like, now in the age of technology that you can do that with. But yeah, music is a really big one, I think, just to put yourself in the mood um, and, you know, your partner in the mood, or if like you're just by yourself masturbating, whatever that is. Um, music is definitely a really, really, really big one. Yeah. And it's just a good way to get into the headspace of space of like relaxation. So just in general, I think music is nice. Like if you're getting a massage or again, yes, even if you're masturbating or with a partner, it can get you in the mood. Um, and you could, it could be another boost of like different ways. Like, you know, just like, when you're listening to songs, it gets you to want to like work out sometimes or run like, like the same thing can be done sexually. Like, right. Like if you're wanting to be more calm and tame, you could put on calm music to match that. Or if you're wanting to be fun and adventurous, if you put on some more upbeat music, you might be more into trying like different positions or trying out something that you haven't done before. Um, either, or I feel like it's a good add on when talking about senses, like music can definitely get to different parts of your brain. Um, so you can make it match your vibe or your mood a lot better. Um, also, I feel like music and noise like that would be good for situations where we talked about, like, if you do have a roommate, right, or you don't live alone or things like that, having music on is definitely a good sound barrier, right, for comfort of yourself and anybody else. Um, as much as you want to hear your partner moan, trust me, your roommate hardly <laughs> ever wants to hear your partner moan. Right. So, so like, things like that, like, that could be useful in that type of scenario. <laughs> yeah. Um, just like another thing that I thought of, like for like, let's say if you are sharing space or something like that, something that's not break, doesn't break the budget, but is a simple thing to add on. I think of it, I just have it in my house just in general, um, is like those little things that you put on the bottom of the door for kind of soundproofing. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Those, um, yeah. They're like those little, like, um, yeah, yeah. I just use it in my house in general cause I just like it, but it's like those like wind 
reducing and like sound reducing things. So that might be something for, again, if somebody is having to share a space, it's a good thing that you could do that's still thrifty. That's a good idea. Yeah. And usually, yeah, they're only like, I think they're like $5 or something at a hardware store. Yeah. So it's something that Yeah. So there's, there are little things you can do if you like are on a lower budget. Um, Cause I know some of the stuff we're talking about is like essential oils and all this <laughs> stuff and it can definitely all add up curtains and things like that. But there's a few things you can do to really make it your own. And, and I think that, more people should prioritize really making the bedroom like a space like that because it just makes it so much easier, not just for whoever you're bringing over, but just for you. Like just, it makes you feel more confident and, and it's one less for me, it's like one less thing to worry about. You know, if you're, if your bedroom's set and you like have the playlist ready to go, you have the lights you want and you know, you're not worried about like your neighbor hearing you scream, then um, it just kind of takes that, takes that anxiety away and just kind of, increases your chances of like being relaxed to uh, have a good time. Right. And it puts you more in your zone. And I think that it's true. Like your bedroom, if you're feeling confident in it, it can bring you more confidence in what you're doing. And again, that if you make it your own and you treat it for not, a, this is why I say that it is or it should be for sleep and sex for real coming from like therapy perspective or anything, because if you're putting like, if you're doing other things in there and you're putting stressors on it, you're going to be thinking about those stressors in that room. If you're able to kind of connect it as your place to zen out or to have sex, um, or let's say like, you know, just only leisure activities, like kind of, I said like reading or something like that. But if you keep it to only that, then your mindset immediately relaxes when you walk into that room versus not, or into that space. Like even if like, let's say you have a studio, I would still always say like, I encourage keeping the bedroom separate in some type of way for yourself. Because, I mean, obviously people do that. Or right now in quarantine, I know there's probably people in different situations where they're living with more people. But being able to, in some type of way, shape, or form, separate that space out so that you're not doing, like, everything in that space, I think that that's one yeah. of the bigger things. When I lived in the studio, I bought a screen, actually, like one of those fold-out screens. And it didn't go across the hallway, hallway but it I did put it next to my bed and it did make it feel a little bit separate from like my living area where like the TV and the couches. Yeah. Just so anything, right? Cause you visually were like, that's like a different space. Like anything helps with just being able to separate it out in your head. Totally. Um, and then I was going to also say along with that, I'm big on really, and this is like in the tips for the bedroom too, is like keeping things, because now we're so into technology and it's so popular, but keeping things like TVs and phones out of the bedroom really makes a big difference in general of just keeping technology out of it, um, especially those types of distractions. Because one, they are distractions to keeps you away from getting in the mood. Um, and a lot of times it just causes anxiety in general anyway. So as much as possible, keeping that type of stuff out, especially when you're- Yeah, and if you do have a screen- yeah. And if you do have a screen in the bedroom, I would say just turn it off, like close the laptop mm-hmm. or, you know, make sure the, the screen is blank or, um, you know, turn off the TV, whatever, whatever you need to do. Cause yeah, that's a big distractor for sure. Yeah. Or like put the phone away, at least for during that time period, like nobody likes having sex and having somebody check their phone or, you know, feeling like, oh, God, that would be so know, rude. Or like their phone during or just in general, like if somebody's like pinging, like, you know, like let's say your phones are in there and like somebody's getting a phone call. It's just a distraction. I remember on our one on our one of our first um, episodes, we asked our Instagram followers who checks your phone or who looks at your phone like during sex, and actually more than half said they do. Mm-hmm. Which I was 
sad to hear. But yeah, so there, it's, it's just distracting and it can take you out of the moment. And you're just going to get so much more out of sex if you, you know, wait those however many minutes, not check your phone if it goes off or put your phone on silent if you can't resist, turn it over, you know. Right, because it just takes you out of the moment. Whatever you're having, you're going to right away think about that other thing. For it's never going to it's never going to enhance it. I guess is our point. Like you're never going to look at it and then have better sex as a result. It's always going to get worse. So just turn it off or turn it on silent. Turn it around. Don't look at it. Exactly. Like yeah, it's not going to benefit in the moment. The only thing I could think of is like a, a loophole for that. Like if somebody, let's say, if you enjoy watching porn together. You can do that, oh, right? Yeah. But like for specifically that reason and like be have it be set up for just that. But then don't try to like let him be into any other distraction. It's like you could do that as part of it, but then keeping your bedroom to still have the sex. So I feel like those are like some of the main and especially now I feel like some of those things are really relevant during quarantine. Because <clears throat> since a lot of people have been working from home, I feel like your home has now become so many things. So I feel like that's like extremely super important for things like keeping work out of the bedroom or not using your bedroom or like just in general, like your space. Cause now we're using our spaces for so many things. Like it's like, don't take your work into there. Don't take your, like your meals into there. Um, Cause then again, it takes away from what the bedroom is actually for. And I feel like that could be more tempting now during these types of things. So it's like trying to make sure that you're having your routine where you're like, let's say like not bringing your laptop in with you to do work, right. Or getting up in the morning to check things like that, not get into that kind of habit, not take your coffee in there, like things like that to be like, Oh, you need to get out of that space and do other things elsewhere. Yeah. I'm now working from home all the time. So I had to create like a separate space where I work because there was a couple times where I tried to like work on the couch or in the bed. I'm like, Oh, this is cool. I can work anywhere. But I will fall asleep and I will not be productive. So same with like any other part in your life. Spatial, like spatial awareness is actually way more important than we realize. And subconsciously it can make a big difference in like our energy levels and flow. So yeah, if you bring your work and you bring that stress and that mm-hmm. those negative vibes into the bedroom, then whatever you do in the bedroom is going to have that surrounding it. So, you know, try not to do that as much as you can. Obviously not everybody can do that, but even if you have to, for some reason, work in your bedroom or, like we said, you have roommates and your desk is in your bedroom with yeah. a screen or, you know, have a desk or have an area and then leave that area and don't go back to that area unless it's for whatever purpose that serves, like work or something like that. It sounds silly, but it actually does make a huge difference in your energy levels and your perception of like what you're doing and how in the moment you are. Because otherwise, if I am answering my emails on my bed and then I have sex on my bed. I'm going to be thinking about what I was last doing there, which is like, you know, my emails and the laundry and just all these different things. Yeah. And it's going to be like a laundry list in your head and cause anxiety. And again, it's one of those unconscious things, like whether we realize it or not, the stuff lingers. And like kind of how you said, it's like silly things, but that's how our brains work, right? Like when we finish something, like let's say that there is that scenario where you're having to work in your bedroom. Great. Then put everything away every night because then your brain thinks that it's over. Because that's just how our brains work. Like I myself have also been working from home now for all these months. And I know that I like purposely, I put my quote unquote office away every day. Not that I have to, because I also have a separate space for it, but I just do it because if I visually don't see it any longer and everything's put away, it's like, it's not there anymore. Otherwise it's like this like invasion of space and like you see it and then your mind remembers about it. Versus like, it's like when also, you leave the office, you like close it. So it's the same idea. You could do it at home. You close your office, quote unquote, so that you're not in it. <laughs> totally. Also on that note, I just kind of thought of this, but if you had an ex or 
a recent relationship that you left and you and they were like over in your bedroom and you know you did stuff in your bedroom you might want to consider changing your comforter or getting new sheets or changing something physically about your bed because those memories are going to be there and if it's like a painful memory or if it's something that you don't want to revisit that actually might be a good way to physically separate yourself from that because what you really don't want is to bring someone new over and then you think of your ex because you both had sex on like the same sheets. So it sounds kind of something you might not consider, but it actually subconsciously can really help if it's like a different color or a different pattern or something like that. That might be a good way to like distance yourself and, and use your bedroom to put yourself mentally in the right headspace. Yeah, as well. True. Cause that could be like a reminder that you don't think of or same goes to that before, like the aesthetics, like pictures, like if you have pictures of people, like let's say an ex or something like that, like making sure you yeah, don't have a picture of your ex when you bring a new partner right. over that. Well, no, like, like that is like, that doesn't make me think of that. Like I'm like that, that can happen or just like, you I know, like, other reminders, like again, unconscious things, like maybe there's things that are from a former relationship that are in your room that maybe would remind you of it. So like, if you notice it, taking it out would then make you have the quote unquote space to take on a new relationship or partnership or whatever the case is. Totally. Oh, also if you have a bunch of sex toys, Yes. And sex accessories, like handcuffs, things like that. Um, put them in a cute little box or like a chest. Like put it in something that looks sexy. Mm-hmm. Don't put it in like a cardboard box. <laughs> yeah, you know, put it in not something. a cardboard box. Well, no, like, I mean, I'm guilty of it. Like, you know, I have this dildo that like I would keep in my, in like the package that it came in and it would just be this cardboard box. And I remember like every time I looked at it, it like doesn't look sexy because it's in this cardboard box. <laughs> like get something cute to put all your sex toys in. Make it, make it cute. You know, like put, put it in like a, a little wooden chest or, you know, a specific drawer or something like. Right. I was going to say like a drawer. Like, yeah. yeah. I myself have like a sex drawer where I keep stuff in there. So then at least it's like put away, but like separate. Or I think like cute little boxes are good things to put stuff in, but like an actual box, like one that you can get from like the dollar store or from like a, whatever it is, like a Target. So like putting stuff like that. Also in terms of things like that, like sex toys or oils or lotions or anything like that, condoms. I think another part of keeping it sexy is keeping all that stuff conveniently on hand. Like, again, I like to have a sex drawer to be able to have stuff on access. Um, what about like, a fanny pack? A what? A fanny pack? Yes, I take out my fanny pack and I'm like, what would you like to use today? I have ribbed, I have lubed, I have... I'm like, yeah. look at my fanny pack. Lotions and potions, but I could wear my fanny pack, Okay. no but like things like that like you know again for making sex better having the stuff on hand and accessible rather than like cluttered somewhere right like if you have massage oil that you like or you have a lube that you like etc etc having it somewhere close by in your bedroom makes you 10 times more likely to use it if you have it on hand rather than stowed away somewhere or hidden or you know whatever the case and just in that in that second if you're like reaching for a condom too just in like it just is better in the moment where you're like, Oh, we need this. Yeah. You reach over and grab it as opposed to being like, let me rummage through my drawer. Oh wait, it's over here. Oh wait. So just having that. Yeah. Like you said yeah. on hand, you know, if you have a bed stand, then you can get a yeah. chest, keep it under your bed, pull it out when you need it. So keep your, keep your fun things, sex things organized and accessible. Yeah. That's the whole point of them is to be able to use them rather than again, like kind of exactly said that like rummaging through or making it be like very inconvenient to get through and it's in another room or whatever the case is. Um, having it all on hand and organized and not cluttered would definitely up the chances of it being a fun experience for everyone. 
I think awesome. that probably covers it. But I think we covered think all the so. senses. <laughs> and yeah, I think that was um, pretty oh. much everything I could possibly think of. I was going to say in privacy, you know, obviously make sure your lock works, especially if you are living with somebody else or just in general for privacy. Having a lock. If your roommate doesn't want to hear you moan, they definitely don't want to see you moan. So, right. That's like for unless the roommate is the person you have sex with. But if it's not, if that's not the case, yeah, make sure to lock your door, close your door. Yes. Keep others out of your bedroom unless they want to be there with you and you want them there too. (laughs) Right. Unless it's like a, you know, someone watching type of thing. Exactly. Or like, again, if you want others in your bedroom, great, but making sure that um, it's an inviting space for all. Or like your dog. If you have a dog, like make sure the dog's not in the room. Like people do that. I think that's, I personally, I think that's strange. Yeah. Like if you have your dog just like walking around or your cat and they just are watching you, it's like, no, just take the two seconds, lock your door. The cat will be fine. Yeah, they will be. I agree with that. I'm, I'm usually all about like, yeah, making sure the animals aren't in there too. Like, because that's weird. Well, I think that covered everything. If you are still listening and you have anything else to add about how you keep your bedroom sexy, we definitely want to hear it. So please make sure to tweet us at Sex Queens Pod. That's S E X Q U E E N S P O D. That's also our handle on Twitter, Sex Queens Pod. And then you can also email us, sexqueenspod at gmail.com. We are on all of the things. We're on all, all the, the things. So talk to us. And tell us all the stories. <laughs> talk to us all the time. And yep. takeaways from the bedroom. Thank you again, my friends, for bringing it up because it's something. I don't think it's not always thought of, but it is It's a part of the sexual experience. And it is important to think about the aesthetics in your surroundings. Because again, humans are very visual. And the point is own it, keep it comfortable. And for my head, I'm like, treat it like a hotel. Like, you know, make sure there's like a bottle of water and a chocolate for me. Um, so they can oh. be a pleasing experience. My God. Yeah. If there was chocolate on the pillow. I, I know, would, right? I would... Bottle of water, chocolate, you know, hydrate. Again, yeah. the massage oil. Perfect. I would just take the chocolate and run out. Bye. <laughs> Don't do that. No, you're saying that you'd be like, this is so lovely. I want to stay. Just like, you know, I want to stay. Yeah. Today. Yeah. So keep it comfortable. But again, keep those types of basic things in mind. Because I think that they're easy to look over when we're all busy all the time. But those types of things, like small things like that, make a big difference. They really do. So let us know how you keep your bedroom sexy. Uh, we really want to hear it. We genuinely love hearing from you guys. We love getting episode ideas from you guys. You keep us going, literally and figuratively. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, we don't know why you came. But we're glad you did. See you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.